Love Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Sin's Chat Corner. Um, I am so excited and so nervous and so beside myself because I have one of my favorite people coming on my show today. Um, to most of you, you recognize her from WTMJ4 because, of course, she was a journalist there for quite some time. She very recently took a leap to um, join in other endeavors, and I'm really excited to hear about that and all things Stephanie Graham. So without further ado, let's put her on the line and get her going on talking to us. Stephanie Graham. Hi. Oh, my God, it's you. Hi. It's me. <laughs> She's Hi. on my show, like, now. I'm so excited. Yay, oh we God. finally made this I've happen. Been, uh, well, we finally <laughs> make it happen, and not only that, of course, like, I've been telling everybody, you know, she had me on her show, so now I get a chance to get her on my show. So now you're in my right. realm a little bit, which is a lot more relaxed. This is so much nicer than television, I have to tell you, because I'm in pajamas. I'm in my kitchen right now. I get to sit here, and I don't have to dress up, and it's wonderful. Right. So, hi. How I'm in you? my pajamas, too. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> How funny is this? You're in your house. I'm over here. Neither one of us are, are feeling uncomfortable or nervous. I don't think people realize that when you do television, as you know, you know, it's all the dressing up and looking pretty and getting the right angles and the right shots. This yeah. is just so much more relaxed. So. Thank you for doing this. I really, and I've really, done really radio as well, that. so I can um, I can relate. I love it. Yes. <laughs> yes. And doesn't she have the most wonderful voice? She's probably going to outshadow me, and that her voice sounds much better than mine. So I'm like, darn it, I got to step up my A game today. Ugh. Oh, stop. <laughs> no, thank true. you for having it's me. I'm, I'm excited. Cover, so. we, oh. oh. Are you kidding me? I, I think it's wonderful. I think it's always, um, and I know that you probably have a similar take on this, so we'll talk about this a little bit, which is the one thing I notice is I love nowadays in mainstream media, especially, you know, obviously you did television. I do Internet radio, which is seems to be the wave of the future here every time I turn around. It's nice to be able to support one another, those that are in media supporting one another, show-wise, TV-wise, the whole nine yards. I think this is a great way to get people to connect to other people, not just turn on the television and see that person. It, it's a nice forum for individuals to get to know one another and support one another. I think we need to do more of that supporting of each other. You know what I mean? Definitely, because we're all, you know, we're all doing the same thing. We're all trying to tell people mm-hmm. stories and, you know, get the word out about whatever, different events, different activities, different uh, whatever it is. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's all different mediums, but we're all trying to do the same thing. So I'm all about supporting it. Oh, you betcha. Yes, and we like that. And wait till you guys listen and hear all this stuff. Hopefully I've dug up everything I can find and think of and sneak on staffing into this program here. So you guys might learn a few interesting things. I kind of wanted to start off, um, it seemed probably the most sincere and surreal to kind of start off by discussing um, – I know that one of your mentors had passed. That would be the death of uh, Skip Walters, or Waters, excuse me. I can talk this morning. Yes. It's my honest opinion that I think I'm going to dedicate this particular program today in memory of him because I was reading about him. I didn't know anything, actually, until I went on your page and I learned a little bit about him. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a legend in the, uh, the town that I started my broadcast career in. So, yeah, New Bern, North Carolina. So I thought... um, for people that, you know, don't know Skip, which would probably be most people, at least in the Milwaukee area, uh, he was a weatherman at WCTI-TV in New Bern, North Carolina. And, I mean, he was there for decades. I mean, he just was a staple in the community. He he wasn't just your weather guy. He was at every community event. Everyone knew Skip. So, 
he was certainly one of my, oh, my mentors um, when entering this, this crazy field that is TV news. So, <laughs> and when I heard you. he passed away, I couldn't believe it. It really was a, a sudden, uh, a sudden death. But um, you know, he's. Uh, I'm sure he's up there in heaven, having a great time. I imagine so, definitely. And looking down on you and being very proud and saying, oh, my gosh, look at how this girl turned out. Is there something, any particular principle um, in terms of performance or things that you learned from him that you've kind of carried over on through your career that has stuck with you and, and you said to yourself, yeah, this person came along and taught me this and carried this kind of along with everything that I did? I think with Skip, the main thing I learned was just like that, you know, being on TV is cool and all, but really more important it's that relationship that you uh, develop with the people in the community that you serve. I mean, he, like I said, was at every community event. Everyone knew Skip. Everyone loved Skip. He gave back to the community um, in many different ways. And, uh, you know, I think I think that. You know, a lot in the TV field, a lot of people come and go. There's different anchors, different reporters. But I think, you know, it's really important to be a part of your community because that's what's, that's what's going to set you apart. Everyone can tell stories and get on TV and talk. But, you know, it's all about being part of the community. And so, I do know on a I, side note that, of course, uh, gotcha. I, I do want to notate this because I didn't know this about you until I started researching you, that you had had a stint, like you were mentioning, he was a weather person. You yourself had dabbled in the whole area of weather. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, wow, you did do some research. Um, and I started my career, sort of. Um, at basically, I went to Ohio University, and I was in the broadcast you know, school there, and I was on WOUB News which, uh, you know, was a student-run broadcast, but it it was the main TV news, at least for public TV in that area. And, you know, people would watch us, and I was actually the weather coordinator, one of my, I think it was my senior year. So, yeah, I was kind of in charge of the weather department. So I, I, I'll admit I don't know much about weather, like when it comes down to the science of it, but we basically used weather.com and it was more it was more a learning tool for us as students on learning how to ad lib and be comfortable on camera but i have dabbled in, in weather a bit so yeah that's that's way back in the day <laughs> <laughs> yes well we like to go as far back as humanly possible of course um i wanted to ask you uh have you in terms of being an anchor, have you incurred increments of time in which you were able to interview your own personal idols? And if so, who might some of them be? Oh, man. Um, I, I have. I mean, I have, you know, interviewed some some pretty uh, inspirational and, and influential people. Um, oh, wow. I should have. I should have looked into that before we talked because <laughs> I've interviewed so many people. It's hard to remember um, everyone. But, um, oh, man. Um, I mean, I've, I don't know that. I mean, I've, I've, I've interviewed um, Tom Barrett before. I mean, he's the Milwaukee mayor. I mean, that was cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm thinking more big term. Um I mean, I've certainly interviewed some. Who am I? Oh, it's really hard. 
I've interviewed some actors uh, <laughs> Sorry. just for various stories. Uh, if you guys might, uh, anyone who's a Sex in the City fan, David Eigenberg, he <gasps> uh, he came to WTMJ uh, a well, few months ago for a Chicago Fire kind of, and I got to interview him, and he was really cool. And I also do some community theater on the side, so... That was cool talking to him. Don't know that I'd say he's an idol, but, you know, it, it was cool meeting him and talking right. to him. Um, but I don't sure. know. When it comes to idols, I, I'm not really, I guess, a better answer to that is I, I'm I'm not really one who has a ton of idols. I mean, I, I'm more uh, more inspirational to me is, is the kids that I've interviewed who are fighting cancer or their families, you know, just regular people who every day are just fighting you know, everyday battles. I, I, I'm i not really one who, like, looks up to a ton of famous people or anything like that. I I think that mm-hmm. you're, you know, everyday mom and dad down the road who are, you know, trying to get through every day and trying to get through maybe a child with a, a deadly illness or, or whatever it might be. Um, those are those are my heroes. So, And I, I got to interview a lot of those Definitely. when I was at TMJ4. So, yeah. Nice answer. Very well done. Yeah, because a lot of times people imagine that, you know, and I myself am in the same thing where it's like you take an inspirational story and I'll take that hands down over an actor or an actress. Not that I don't honor or or respect their career, but it's just amazing the the heroes and the stories that you get to expose, you know, we know, obviously. Okay. Um, Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about this. We're going to switch gears a little bit. Um, To those of you that do not know, Stephanie is a co-natural citizen of Cleveland originally. She attended the Ohio University to uh, earn her education in part. Further, she served as, of course, anchor, reporter, and radio show host at WOUB Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like you to elongate to listeners a little bit um, regarding preparation and performance uh, as it relates to receiver versus radio, because a lot of times what people don't understand is there's a difference between television and radio between doing the both of them. So talk to us a little bit about... Um, Preparation, performance, how how does it vary between the two mediums? Between radio and TV? Are you you betcha. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, they, they're they very, they're similar in a lot of ways, but very different. I mean, with radio, it is. There is an element of it's, it's a lot more laid back. You know, you kind of can just, uh, you know, go in. It doesn't matter what you're wearing, how you look, but you, you do still have to be sharp. You still have to prepare, do your research. Um, you know, if you're, as you know, interviewing someone, you need to do some background on them. Um, and, you know, I was I mainly did uh, news, news on the radio for 620 WTMJ and at WOUB. And, uh, you know, I, I had to go in, Kind of knowing what happened overnight, um, but you know that that's about it. You know, I don't need you don't need to shoot all the video. You don't need to do all the stuff that goes with prepping for TV. I mean, with that, it's you got to call the person, get them, you know, get them to agree to have us come by and and shoot video of them for a news story. Uh, then it all has to be edited together. Um, so. It, Neither one is easier or harder than the other, but they're just different. Because with radio, then you need to still you need to make it interesting. So, and you don't have the luxury of cool pictures or um, 
you know, visual stuff. You had to do it all with sound. So then with radio, especially at WOUB, I got to do some more creative type stories where I would pull in music and natural sound. And, um, yeah, so I, it, it, both of them, it comes down to, like I said before, telling stories and um, just getting the news out there to, to the masses. But with radio, it's it's sound. It's, um, you know, describing the scene with TV, it's kind of letting the pictures tell the story and letting the people tell the story. But that, that, that would be kind of how I would describe it. Okay. Now, does it ever surprise or shock you to hear that others have just uh, gone, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word to even use it, other people have actually raved about your radio voice. Does that ever surprise you? Uh, they've literally uh-huh. just said, yeah. oh my gosh, she's got such a great voice for radio, da 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 da, da. So it's like... Does that surprise you? It has. I mean, and, and it's it's really nice. Uh, you know, people sometimes tell me, oh, wow, I didn't even know that was you. Because you definitely turn on a different voice when you're on the radio. I mean, right now I I think I'm, I'm hopefully mostly just using my normal talking voice, but when I'm actually being news girl on the radio, you definitely kind of turn on, a, I don't know if it's, you know, a little more, you still want to be conversational, but a little more, like, authoritative like you know, I'm I'm telling the news, and and this is these are the facts, and so uh, it is funny when people rave about it or tell me that I have a great voice for radio because uh, I definitely appreciate it, and I think a lot of that comes from, you know, my background in um, theater and acting, and um, you know, also just having been in the broadcasting field for many years, you just kind of learn how how to do it. <laughs> You bet. Just kind of, you know, go off and do your thing as far as that goes. And on the alternate side of things, I wanted to ask this. Any cases of either being camera shy or situations where, and I think people forget this when you become a so-called public figure, you know, you have a personal life. And when you have, you know, trauma or tragedy or things that occur, you still have to pony up, get your game face on, so to speak, and get on the news. Like, for instance, in your Mm -hmm. case, have you had instances where you've had to kind of, turn your face to trouble and say, okay, put my game face on? Or, like you said, any cases where you got real camera shy at the last moment for some particular reason? Um, I wouldn't say, I mean, when I first started as a reporter in North Carolina, certainly, you know, it was nerve-wracking doing my first live shot, you know, which, which is when you're out in the field and, um, you know, go, going live on the air. But, uh, you know, you just kind of, someone once told me, Act like you're just hanging out with, you know, you're just talking to a friend at the bar. You're just, you know, keep it conversational. Keep it keep it loose. Um, and so I've always kind of tried to do that and, and not get too too nervous. Um, again, back to the theater thing, I think that that helps with the nerves. Because um, I've, you know, performed in front of hundreds of people on the stage. And, you know, if, when you're live on TV, uh, you know, you're, you could be in front of hundreds of thousands of people, but you don't really know that because you don't have to see them. So that that, that kind of makes it easier. But, um, yeah, I, I guess just, uh, you know, you, you just kind of have to, you want to use some of that nervous energy because I think it, you know, it makes you more excited mm-hmm. and makes you more vibrant on the air. You, you don't want to be totally laid back and not nervous because then you don't really have that edge. But, um, I think it's just channeling those nerves in, in a good way, and um, like I, you know, like I said, my theater background I think really helped with that. Um, but as for being yeah, a public figure, 
uh, here in Milwaukee, that hasn't been a huge deal because I'm more behind the scenes, um, especially with the TV. Um, right. You know, for TV, I'm a, I'm a producer, so people don't really see what I do there. With radio, uh, you know, people have heard me on Saturday mornings on 620 WTMJ, but they don't really, you know, know who I am. So, so that helps. But in North Carolina, yeah, I mean, I was on TV and I'd be out sometimes, and people would be like, "Hey, it's the news girl," and uh, you know, you just have to. <laughs> kind of make make sure that you act appropriate and, you know, it is kind of weird. You you kind of have to have this public persona and, uh, you know, and you kind of represent the station. So you you need to, you know, just be a respectful person. But uh, I am a respectful person, so I <laughs> I have never really have right. I've had much trouble with that. But, you know, and, and when you have something maybe tough going on in your personal life or, whatever, you just kind of have to put it aside and, and do your job. But, you know, we all do that. We, no matter what our, what our job is, you kind of sometimes have to just push the personal life stuff aside and and soldier on and, and just, you know, uh, face the day. So, yeah, I, I think we all do that in our lives. But Agreed. with TV especially, yeah, you're so much in the public eye. You, you do have to kind of, you know, you're, you're the voice of, of of the people, and, and you need to stay professional. And mm-hmm. and if you have stuff going on at home, you you got to keep it at the door. So that's uh, you bet, you bet your life. <laughs> so yeah. Oh yes. Now before we get on to the next thing, I just wanted to throw this out there because I know I myself have been asked this question. I'm certain that this has come up um, probably even more so for you than it would be for me. Um, there's always the chit chat um, and and the topic of discussion as it relates to. Many folks believe, and, and even myself included at times, that the media will sensationalize topics or tend to maybe over-exaggerate to a certain extent mm-hmm. when it comes to certain topics, personalities, etc. I just want to get your take on that. Where do you think um, mainstream media nowadays does in that regard? Do you think it's true that they over-sensationalize, causing you know viewers to uh, change their point of view on the basis or bias, I should say, of a particular news coverage? Yeah, I, and that that actually is something I battled with, especially more in recent years. Um, recently, I, I've gotten out of the TV news business, um, but you know, it, it's kind of the nature of the beast. Uh, you know, you have cable TV, cable TV news. You have all the different network TV news. You have internet. You know, we're all we're all competing with each mm-hmm. other and trying to keep up. So there is an element of you know we we got to keep make this interesting. We got to keep this kind of flashy, and you know sometimes you kind of lose the story. And uh, you know mm-hmm. I I think I think it's all right to promote a story and you know and and you know make people want to watch, of course. And, and there needs to be a bit of an entertainment factor to it. But you know if you're sensationalizing to the point where you're changing the story or, you know, trying to skew viewers in, in a certain way that, that that's not good. And, you know, and I, I feel proud of the work that I've done um, at TMJ4. Uh, you know, I, I think for the most part we've, you know, there, there have been times where stories have, have maybe been a bit sensational. But, you know, if you actually watch the story and, um, you know, no, not don't just see the promo but you know actually watch the story in the 10 o'clock news we 
we, we tried to be very tempered and uh, show both sides. And, you know, I'm proud of the work that I've done. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, I, I think sensationalism, that, that's a word that gets thrown around a lot about TV news. And um, there, there is an element of it, and it's something that we certainly have to be careful about. But And, and I think stations are starting to realize they need to, maybe tone it down a little bit. And some are going back to basics a little more, which is a good sign. But, um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, you you just put the facts out there and you let the people, the viewers, be the judge. So that's kind of where, you know, it it needs to end (laughs) when it comes to sensationalism. So I I, I hope for the most part that, you know, TV news, kind of gets that back to basics and just tells stories and, you know, that doesn't feel that they need to sensationalize or sell them as much as, as they do at times. But we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's a lot of keeping up, keeping up with, uh, you know, oh, yeah. the other guys. So I agree. It is what it is. Definitely. <laughs> okay. Well, right, and I say that too a lot of times, and I think, like I said, the, the media ends up getting pounded pretty hard in terms of, well, you know, if they hadn't said this, if they hadn't done this, and, it, and it's a skewed perception depending on who you talk to. So thank you for that at least. Um, okay, now prior to planting yourself at WDMJ4, I know that you were uh, you had held a career as a columnist for WCTI TV in North North Carolina. I cannot talk today. It's you. You're making me nervous, darn it. Um, maybe explain to um, listeners. The substance of stories in that state versus what I call Wacky Wisconsin, because I do call it Wacky Wisconsin for a reason. Um, <laughs> talk to us a little bit about, obviously, when you're in a different state, what you cover, obviously, the substance of the story there is going to be different from here. And then was that town, or I, I know this is a tough question, the basis of some of your best work? If you had to go back and look at your career um, as far as a journalist goes, where do you think the, the basis of your best came from? All right. Well, that's a good question, both of those. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you know, I started my career, my my full professional career in New Bern, North Carolina um, at WCTI. And, uh, you know, it was a a tri-station. We had New Bern, we had Greenville, North Carolina, and we had Jacksonville, North Carolina, kind of all covered by this one station. And um, and Mm -hmm. it was a very vast area, much more rural than here. So that was different. Um, you know, tri- driving to a story typically would take 45 minutes to an hour. So, um, you know, that was different. Um, but it, it was a great area. I loved working there. Um, in Jacksonville, some people might know Camp Lejeune is there. Um, near New Bern, there's Cherry Point um, Base. And so a lot of military stories came out of there. Uh, we did a lot of agricultural stories because, like I said, it was rural, so lots of farming, which we also have here in, in Milwaukee and Wisconsin. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's definitely different. It's kind of, you know, this is the Midwest, and, and that's uh, kind of going more towards the South. And, I, you know, I know uh, there's all kinds of stereotypes and whatnot, and, you know, Southern southern hospitality and all that and then people were really great down there and you know i'm not also not one much for stereotypes i mean people are people but uh i will admit you know getting used to the accents was hard for me at times because i'm you know coming Hmm. from cleveland um and you know in the south you know sometimes uh it took a little while to to adjust to 
into that southern drawl, but um, but it was great down there. You know, I, I feel really good about a lot of the stories that I did. Um, I primarily covered a city called named uh, Kinston, Kinston, North Carolina, which hmm. uh, you know was very. Uh, it was a pretty economically depressed town in many ways, but lots of great people, and they they were really working to kind of get the city back on track, get businesses open again. Um, There's a lot of crime, but they were you know working on on that as well, and so just really uh, you know as a reporter, I, just kind of very daily issues was kind of you know what I would do, and um, you know there'd be some some of the typical news stuff shootings fires all of that but but you know the, the times where I got to do more of the you know here's what people in the city are doing to to improve to to improve the town and you know and and get things back on track those those were the good stories so that was North Carolina and then I moved here to Milwaukee to be a special projects producer so Instead of being a reporter, kind of doing the news of the day in Milwaukee, I more uh, would work on more long-term projects, um, more of the things you would see, you know, on the 10 o'clock news, you know, um, investigative, medical stories, consumer, human interest, kind of the the stories that we would promote promote about all day. So stories that we would work on for days or weeks or even months, and um, so. You know, those were a little more uh, issue-driven, I guess, kind of, or you know, and in, in, you know, in comparison to North Carolina, not as much agriculture, right. not as much military. There's not really uh, any bases nearby. Um, but yeah, to, to compare the two, it, it's very they're very different, <laughs> um, almost apples to oranges. So it's hard to say which one I feel like I did my best work in. But I guess, I, you know, I'd probably have to say Milwaukee because I'm, I'm older and, you Aww. know, I've been in the business longer and, uh, you know, and got to, like I said, we, we do do the special projects. So there's stories that we really get to work on and, and dig into and, uh, you know, take a little more time to produce. So, uh, yeah, I'm very proud of some of the, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've done. There's, and some stories that have helped change legislation. Um, you know, a, a co-worker, John Mercure, I, I think did the story, or it may have been Aaron Diamond, but um, about cochlear implants for kids with um, hearing issues, you know, that, that has helped change legislation. Um, John Mercure, I worked on a story with him about puppy mills, and that helped, you know, crack down on, illegal puppy mills in the States. So, you know, uh, both right. places have been great and lots of great stories, but I, I'd say here there, there's maybe been a little bit more impact. And then, of course, my biggest thing for me has been stuff I've done with the MAC Fund, which is, you know, uh, helps kids with childhood right. cancer. So anything I can do to help that organization and help them raise more money and do more research is is, is great. Of course, definitely. Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, I'm going to shift completely to another direction now. Um, Okay. Stephanie are always amazed, of course. Always amazed by your accolades as far as being an actress, and not everybody might know that, so we're going to talk about this a little bit. Um, I know you've had integral involvement with both the Bay Players and Solstice Theater. 
your board member, of course, uh, of the theater troops, which is just breathtaking, in my opinion. Um, first off, I want to start by having you speak to us concerning these treasures of cinema in terms of what attracts you personally to the art of acting. I think just, you know, uh, especially when I was, you know, uh, in TV news, it would be, you know, this stressful kind of deadline-driven, crazy job kind of scene. Sometimes, you know, I, I got to do a lot of great stories, but also sometimes you'd see the worst of people. And, uh, you know, with theater, you just kind of get to go and be on stage and become someone else and kind of escape from this crazy reality that we all live in. So, I mean, that, that's definitely probably my favorite part about theater is that it just transforms you for a couple hours you know whether you're on the stage or you know if you're sure. in the audience you just kind of get to go to a different time in a different place and um and, and i just love it and i i love both i love going to see theater and i love being on the stage but uh definitely my favorite thing is is acting and you know making people laugh or making people cry or just making them feel some sort of emotion it's, it's a really great feeling I imagine it is. Uh, I know another tough question for you. Uh, to date, top role, number one, in terms of what you felt you hit on as far as acting-wise goes and, and what you just enjoyed as far as your, your if there is such a thing as a top role for you. Would there be one? Uh-huh. Um, gosh. Uh, I mean, I've done a lot of different plays, comedy, a little bit of drama, mostly comedy, um, musicals. But I really... I really enjoyed a part that I had in a play called The Book Club Play, and um, it was at Solstice. Mm-hmm. It was actually my first play at Solstice, and it um, I played a woman who, she I'm trying to remember exactly the plot line, but she basically is one of those kind of people that always likes to be the center of attention. So she basically pretended or, or made up a story that she had, cancer uh just to get the sympathy of her friends but there was a lot more to it than that you know i mean that that sounds pretty uh kind of contrived <laughs> just to say that 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 <laughs> plot line but you know that there was there was a lot more to it with this, you know this kind of friendships and um relationships and uh a lot of other a lot of other plot lines but my my character was kind of kind of over the top but you also you know, there there was also some really strong emotion in that role, and you know, she realized what she did, of course, and how wrong it was, and all that stuff, and it it made me uh made me stretch a bit as an actor, so so that was fun. Um, but then, mm-hmm. you know, also just on, on another uh, on the total other end, I I love Lend Me a Tenor. That's one of my favorite shows, and I got to play Maria, who is kind of the, the crazy, outspoken um, Italian wife of one of the main characters, and that's just a really fun role to just use that Italian accent and and just be this fiery wife who uh, gets to yell at her husband all the time, which I think a lot of <laughs> women who are married probably can relate to. <laughs> oh, yes, I imagine so, actually. Uh, it, it occurred to me that obviously you had your recent departure from WTMJ. Now, will that allow you um, to have more moments to dedicate to this sort of drama in terms of, like I know, for instance, you're going to be directing your first play. Um, 
without being in the newsroom, does that just give you more time in general as far as, you know, achieving more artistic things? Um, it, it could lead to that. I, I actually, um, you know, I know that my, my resume can get confusing. Uh, I actually did direct my first play um, last oh. year, I think it was. It was God at Solstice. Okay. Um, and, okay. Uh, yeah, but that, that was my first time, and, that, you know, it's certainly something I, I look to possibly do some more of in the future. Um, but, yeah, right now, actually, I, I'm kind of taking a sabbatical from from the theater as well. I'm uh, just kind of trying new things. Oh. I'm w- with the departure from TV. It's just kind of like a rebirth time for me. And um, it also has to do with I, sure. I recently got a dog, <laughs> um, which, it, you know, <laughs> for anyone that has a pet, I, it, it's a lot of work. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, she oh, has yeah. she's a rescue, and she uh, has some separation anxiety. So we've been kind of working through that, and, yeah. and she takes up a lot of my time. So I haven't had much time to do theater either, but I'm I'm dabbling a little bit here and okay. there, helping some friends out. I'm doing props for a show coming up at All In Productions. Uh, they're doing Little Shop of Horrors in June, and I'm going to do props for that show. Nice. So I'm kind of exploring some different realms of theater not so much on stage because it, it just takes up so much time. And, you know, if you're right. going to do it, you really have to be committed. And I, I don't like to do anything unless I'm, I'm in 100%. So I gotta, I'm focusing on the right. pup these days. <laughs> gotcha. I understand. Boy, do I know it. I got this cat like four months ago, and I'm like, you know, in the beginning, I'm like, oh, my God, she won't even leave this room. She won't come talk to us. She won't do anything, and I thought, oh, I'm the worst cat mother in the world because she won't come and see us. Now I can't get rid of her. I mean, she's literally in every room I'm in. She's here when I do radio. She's not here right now. I don't know what she's doing. Is she but there I'm right like, now? I know what you're talking about. It, it's, she's here. She's wandering around, though. So she, she only comes out, I think, like my sons scare her. I think they're just too loud. So it's like when they are Aww. downstairs, the TV's on, and the boys are up, she's like, no. And I got it. I got the cat for them. So I'm like, oh, great. They're going to have a new pet. Yeah, are you kidding me? She comes to me. That's just it. Oh, She'll yeah. come to me. She won't really let them do much of anything, but I know what you're talking about. It's hard to, you know, I've got kids and pets now. So I'm like, oh, my God, I always said I was only going to do kids, and I'm doing kids, and I'm doing pets, and I'm hand-holding oh, my, my gosh. you know, people, well, most people. He, it's like there's just so much going on. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm lucky to be able to get 10 minutes just to pet her and play with her. So I feel kind of guilty. So I know what you're saying. It, it, it's a lot of responsibility, but you'll get used to it. I mean, you're good at everything you do. Hello? I don't think you could say oh, So give me a break. I'm sure the dog you. Oh, yeah. Fine. It's I, very know, true. I, I like to. I like to go all in on anything that I do. So if I'm going to get a dog, I'm going to do course. it right and <laughs> give her the attention she exactly. needs. Exactly. And she is a little... She is a little needy, like I said, because she uh, has the separation anxiety. But we're, we're working through it. It'll get better. But, no, uh, exactly. what you said, exactly. though, is funny. Because exactly. you, you hear that from most people. Once they get a dog or, you know, a pet or a cat for their kids, mm-hmm. it turns into their pet because the kids. I know, right? It. It's, like, wonderful. <laughs> Terrific. Now i got a cat. Great. So, Just what I always wanted. Thank you. Now, yeah. I don't want to forget to mention this because um, – Prior periods of time also found you sauntering across the stage at both the Village Playhouse and the New Bern Civic Center. I didn't want to forget to mention that. So maybe if you could talk a little bit about just uh, remembrance of roles from that period in time, just something significant you may want to point out from your time in both of those places would be great. 
from I'm from stuff that I did back in New Bern, North Carolina. Right, like is in both New Bern and, of course, you were at the Village Playhouse, if I'm not mistaken, also, correct? Yeah, yeah, here in Milwaukee, yeah. Um, okay. I mean, yeah, right. so kind of comparing the two. I, I, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> um, That'd be perfect. Yeah, so, um, you know, in high school, it all started in high school. I was in theater there, so it's just something that I've always had in my life. Um, college, not so much because I was really focused on the, the broadcasting thing. Yeah, when I moved to New Bern, right. you know, right away, I, I looked into the local playhouse. And, you know, New Bern is a small town, um, small river town in, in North Carolina. So so they have one main playhouse, the New Bern Civic Theater. Uh, but, wow, they put on some great shows. Um, what I did mostly there was actually musical theater. And I'll admit it, I don't have the best voice, but I, I'm good enough that I can hold my own in chorus parts or, you know, small small musical roles. Um, my, my strength, though, certainly is, is acting versus singing. But, um, yeah, so I started with Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat there and then did, I think I did Little Shop of Horrors there. I did Sound of Music, I think. Um all kinds of roles there. I also did Rumors, um, which I've done a couple times, Neil Simon's show. I did that right. there, and then I also did it at West Dallas, um, West Dallas Players here in the Milwaukee area. So, uh, yeah, New Bern was more kind of musicals and, and comedies, and then here in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. I went from this small town where there was one theater to, I mean, in Milwaukee, it's Everywhere you turn, there's a, a theater, and which is great. Um, I know. I mean, there there's there's so many local theaters. I mean, every town basically has their own playhouse. You know, Wauwatosa or West Dallas or Oysish Bay or Shorewood or wherever. Basically, every city has a playhouse. But then also, there's all these um, right. small startup theaters like Solstice or Alchemist or all-in productions, and so it, it's just it's been amazing. I, and once you do one play here, then you get to know people, and then you do a play at another playhouse, and it's really a cool community. And, you know, to anyone who might think, oh, you know, I'd love to do a play or be involved, you really should look into it in your local town because mm-hmm. it's just a great way to get to meet people, um, to kind of spread your artistic wings and... You don't have to be on stage. Right. You know they need they need help with painting sets or costumes or props or anything really. So it's it's really really cool. So I, I it's been a I mean as much as TV has opened tons of doors for me here in Milwaukee, um, theater has opened almost as many. And and I've and I've had cool. some some of my best friends or people that I've done shows with. So it's awesome. Exactly. See? So art really does help folks. I'm telling you, I talk about that all the time. I'm like, that's why I'm in all these new forums now. I like, I love art. I love entertainment. I love radio. I love everything that I do. It brings out so much passion, I think, in people. I think performing yeah, in general just totally. brings out passion. You know, exactly. definitely. Okay. Now we're going to talk about Stephanie Graham, the person, because I always accent on personal points is what I call it, because most people who see you on television or know you're a figure or an element as it relates to radio, TV, or otherwise, and they think you don't have a life, like a real life. So I'm going to tell some folks some real things that I know about you, that I've actually noticed about you and yourself. Just so you you folks know, Stephanie Graham likes the following. Bruce City Bruisers, because I've seen her and her photographs of the times that she's 
uh, actually been to see Bruce City Bruisers, which I've never gotten to see yet. I'm working on that, though. Um, <laughs> you should, really yeah, they're very Any fun. Any person that loves, I know, right? And I and I can't, I feel guilty, and I actually want to interview them, too. I'm like, i got to get those girls on my show, because I think that would be so much fun, oh. right? I can talk. I can get you hooked up. Yes. <laughs> one, one of I my, one of my friends that. is a awesome. bruiser and, and does uh, PR for them, so we'll, we'll talk. Yes, we will talk about that particular one. I noticed that she likes her Willy Wonka, and who doesn't love somebody who loves Willy Wonka? Willy Wonka is like my personal favorite. If I could get Gene Wilder on this show, I would die happy. I'm like, love oh, Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah. Huge fan. <laughs> He's awesome. Definitely. Um, the Notebook, again, I don't even need to say it, the movie The Notebook. If you listen to my show, oh. it should be a prerequisite that you have to watch that movie. Love, love, Ryan love, love, love that movie. Mm. More than I can tell you. Yep. Just like Buddy the Elf. I love Buddy the Elf, too. I'm like, who doesn't love the movie Elf? And Will Ferrell, he's on my wish list for my show, too. I'm like, who wouldn't want to interview oh, Will is. Ferrell, right? He's like, oh, he's so funny. Time. And he also is a really good actor. I yeah, oh, I love him. Yes, exactly. Now, on the personal side of things, I bet people don't know this about you, but you and I both this year went to an Oscar party. We weren't in the same place, but you went to an Oscar party. I went to my girlfriend Christina's for my Oscar party. Apparently, Stephanie Graham has won the annual Shipman Oscar Trophy five years in a row. So I want to know <laughs> what this Oscar Trophy thing is all about. I have. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've always, you know, you ask who's Stephanie the person, and I, I do. I love movies. I love you know, going to see them. And, uh, you know, when I was mm-hmm. a little girl, of course, I dreamed of being an actress and all that fun stuff. But um, yeah, but I especially love really good movies. I mean, I I wouldn't call myself mm-hmm. a movie snob, <laughs> which some people are. Okay. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I like good movies, but I, I also love really dumb, stupid movies, too. Like, I'm I'm all over the place. But uh, I pride myself on always okay. trying to see most of the Oscar nominees for the year. And so, yeah, my one friend has an Oscar party every year, and I do my research, and I've, I won it five years in a row. I actually lost this past year because there were so many toss-up categories. But, uh, but, but uh, yeah, I love movies. <laughs> so. Anyone, gotcha. anytime anyone so wants I have to, to, ask, to talk to me about movies, I'm, I'm there. I'm going there right now, as a matter of fact. So this is what i got to ask you about, because I, of course, um, obviously I've watched it this year. One of the things that um, kind of surprised me, two things actually. First of all, that American Sniper kind of got the snub. And then second of all, somebody told me the other day that the movie Birdman, which I want to see very badly, actually wasn't that great of a movie. So I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. had you seen either one of these two and just get your take on those? I have. Yep, I've seen both. Um, <laughs> and okay. I would agree with both those comments, actually. Uh, I, I feel like Sniper did get a little snubbed. Um, I think it did pick up momentum towards right. the awards season uh, and got a little more mm-hmm. respect. Um, you know, let's face it, it's it's a very political movie. Uh, there's some politics there, I'm yeah. sure, with people that have different thoughts on the war and and everything, and, you know, I I try Mm -hmm. to go into movies just to enjoy them and not really bring any political thoughts into them, and, um, you know, it was well, I thought it was really well done. Uh, Have you seen it, did you say? Agreed. Um, I've seen seen bits and pieces of different film parts. 
I no, I in fact I haven't seen either or and I feel terrible. There's just been oh, no okay. time. I haven't had any time, but I want to go ski on both. So that's why I'm asking well, yeah. you, is it worth you the time? To, I, I know American Sniper You should is. definitely see both. Okay. Because <laughs> um, they're both okay. very well done. They're both so different. Um, but, you know, American right. Sniper, Bradley Cooper is great in it. He heartbreaking oh, yeah. performance. It's it's everything uh, that, that, you know, that, that you kind of want from a war movie, I think. Um, there were a few, few kind of far-fetched things and, you know, some things that... It probably sure. could have been done a little better, but you know, uh, overall, it, it it opened my eyes to a lot of the stuff that you know goes on over there, and um, I thought it was well done. Birdman, I also think is is very well done technically. You know, it it probably deserves the best picture because it, it just some the way it's made is really unique, and um, I think the director did a great job, but the movie itself, I'm not a huge, huge fan of. <laughs> um, and that's coming really? from someone who has done a lot of stage acting, and because it, it's about basically a washed-up stage actor, and this is his kind of his final right. chance at at greatness again. And um, he, it, it's very, it's kind of everything that everything that is the worst about. Stage actors, you know, there's a lot of narcissism and um, kind sure. of, you know, it, it kind of totally plays on all of that you know, big ego stuff, which is just not not my cup of tea. But uh, but it's very well done, great performances, and I, okay. you know, I certainly see why it got all the accolades it did. But I wasn't a huge huge fan. Sure. Huh. Wow. Well, let's hope yeah, that we'll all that Cindy doesn't get in too much trouble because. I love Michael Keaton. I actually was on Twitter the other day, and I was like, I wonder if this is his Twitter account. And, of course, um, I'm single. I, I'm going to probably die single at this rate. Anyways, I tweeted him, and I'm like, hey, you know what? I'd like to have you on my show. And, by the way, I'm like, you're kind of cute. And I actually kind of pseudo-asked him out on Twitter, which I think you're not supposed to do. But I was like, hey, the guy's kind of cute. He's in his 60s. I'm like, who wouldn't want to go out with an actor, right? I thought that was kind of cool. Sure. But that leads me to a bigger question. Very bigger question, which is uh, at least two of my guy friends want to hit on you, so we just need to check the current status on dating. So is Stephanie Graham available? Can we date her? Well, not we as in me, but throwing <laughs> yeah. it out there. Oh, that's very sweet. Um, I very it's, true. It's a little complicated. I hate using that term, but um, but <laughs> but uh, I would say overall, yes, I'm kind of single <laughs> but uh it's a little kind complicated of? but not really i mean i'm ah, i'm just out to meet okay. new, to meet friends and and you know and we'll we'll see sure. what happens <laughs> so i understand completely yeah. no i get it i got you um and just to let the universe know obviously you have a brother and a sister and i see that you're an auntie because i gotta tell you folks in case you've never been on stephanie's personal page before three things you're always gonna see food Pets and kids. I can guarantee that right now. I've seen dogs. Yep. I've seen food all over the place. And I see your nieces and nephews all the time. And I'm like, oh, my God. Cute, 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 cute. They're on their constantly. <laughs> it's the cutest little thing, I swear. Yeah, no, you, really you hit, you hit nice my five, my three, uh, the three high points in my life. Food, my nieces, and exactly. pets. <laughs> my dog. So, ah, yeah. Well, no, I, goodness. So then I gotta ask yeah. you because I'm going to Brian's tonight for the first time. Have you been to Brian's? Brian's Cocktail Lounge. Yeah, I've never been there. I'm like tonight is like the okay, first yeah. time I'm ever going, and I'm curious. 
And yeah, I shouldn't mm-hmm. say food it's and life. drink. I love I love a good cocktail. Um, yes. Yeah, no, Brian's is really. I can't believe Bingo. you've never been there. That's like a Milwaukee staple. No, I know, right? Yeah. I can't help myself. Okay, there's only so many places. Okay, sorry. All right. No, I know it, it's hard. You can't get everywhere. Um, and I I, I don't go out as it's much really as I used tough. to now that I have the dog. So, um, right. but no, no Brian's is great. Anyone that's been there, I'm sure they they could tell you it's. it's you, they don't have a menu. You just tell them what kind of cocktail you're in the mood for, and they'll they'll make it for you. Oh, cool! So kind of like at random in a way. Kind Jordan? of at random, yeah. It definitely has an at random look, but um, but it's a little more at random. I, I kind of think more like the the frothy ice cream drinks, and um, Brian's is more uh-huh. like your classic cocktails. So, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, I'm really excited. It. I'm going with a good friend of mine. Oh, this is awesome. Great. Now, the last thing I wanted to ask you about on the personal side of things, which is I'm so very jealous because guess where Stephanie went this year? Summerfest, guess who she saw? It was last year, right? Bruno Mars. You get to see Bruno Mars. So I was really curious about that because I'd love oh. to interview him, too. I'm like, love, love, love him. I love, love, love Bruno Mars. I think he is so, so talented. <gasps> I mean, the man can oh, play God, yeah. plays like every instrument. He's a producer. He sings. Oh, he was great. And I, I love music. You know, you ask who's Stephanie, you know, outside of all this other stuff. I love music. I love uh, sports. And, you know, so, I mean, I'm so excited now that uh, hopefully winter is leaving us soon because it means oh, festivals, summer fest and brewers games and, and everything right. that, is, that is good in life. <laughs> you betcha 100% absolutely right see so see people she is an actual person she has real live interests all that good stuff so thank you for that one just wanted to show the other the lighter side of you as far as that goes um, okay so move to Milwaukee meant a shift to of course you being special projects producer at some point for WTMJ so a newcomer to the news and anybody that's listening here might not um be as proficient or lack learning in the areas of some of the things you've done, which is, of course, field and line production. Therefore, can maybe talk to the folks a little bit about the ins and outs behind the camera, meaning, you know, some people are like, what is field and line production and what is a special projects producer? Talk a little bit about right. some of your duties as well as um, you were also co-coordinator of the newsroom internship. So talk a little bit yeah. about both of those areas, if you would. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people – you know, have asked me in the past, what the heck does a producer do? Or, you know, what do you do, Mm -hmm. (laughs) basically? You know, people, you think of the news, you see the anchors on TV, you see the reporters, but that's really it. You know, there's so many other people behind the scenes. I mean, not to take anything away from anyone, but there are so many people, you know, getting that video that you see or writing those words that the anchors are saying um, or you know, and, and the the reporters mostly write their own stories, but, uh, you know, there's engineers who get the product on live on the air. There's people in master control who make sure that the right programming is running. Um, I mean, it, it's such, when I first entered it, it was, it was really overwhelming, um, but it's mm-hmm. a really great field. And, you know, I, so many great people who are very passionate about what they do, um, but yeah, I mean, line producer it basically still at the end of the day uh, is you're, you're telling people stories, and you know whether you're the engineer who's running the truck, the live truck to get that reporter on the air, or 
or, you know, the photographer shooting the video or the editor putting together the video um, to, to put on the air. You know, it, it all comes down to telling the story and, and getting it on the air quickly, concisely, accurately. Um, but it's, it's a really, really cool field. And, you know, as the internship co-coordinator, you know, it was kind of, I was the first line of, you know, of uh, getting through when a student would want to, you know, intern at our station or, or shadow, you know, maybe a reporter or an anchor for a day. And it, it's really cool seeing these kids come in who kind of have no idea or, you know, some of them have a slight idea, <laughs> have done some news at uh, their schools or whatever, but, you know, getting to mold them and, and kind of see them grow as students and, you know, some of them have gone on to be in, in the news uh, even since I've been there. Uh, a couple have even worked with me <laughs> after they've left. So oh, nice. It's, uh, it, it's a feel, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of people think, oh, my gosh, how do you get on TV? I mean, it, it's not it's not as hard as a lot of people might think. <laughs> I mean, not to take anything away, but, okay. you know, sure. and anyone can do it no. um, or find their niche there. You know, there's so many different pieces. There's the people that do the sales for the station or people that help with advertising right. or promotions. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's really something for everyone. And uh, it's a cool field, but I would uh, agree. you know that that I have recently left. Like I said, I'm uh, doing copywriting now, but uh, but it's something that's yes. always going to be with me. And and you never know, you never know what the future might bring. <laughs> so, of course, I got gotcha. you. I wanted to ask you, as it relates to the interns, I was just curious. They're not. If you had to name the number one element of excitement that they have, meaning what's the number one thing when an intern first comes in? What are they most excited about as it relates to being at the newsroom? Is it just, oh, I want to be on TV? Is it just, I want to learn yeah. the interns? What do you find that, that these kids are craving? Um, a lot of them just instantly say, you know, when I ask them, because they have to interview and go through a process to get accepted. And you know, I, I say to them, sure. why why do you want to do this or, or what do you want to do in this field? And a lot right away say, I want to be an anchor. And I'm like, all right, well, I mean, that that's cool, but you have to understand that there's a lot that goes into, a lot that you have to do before <laughs> you can sit on that anchor desk. And I think a lot of people don't don't get that. You really have to, you know, pay your dues, if you will. And that's maybe starting in a really small sure. market and, you know, maybe doing stuff behind the scenes for a while, or or you start right on, right, uh, you know, right away doing stuff in front of the in front of the camera. But you know, you're you're probably shooting your own stuff, you're editing your own stuff. It, the one thing I will definitely tell people is it is not as glamorous <laughs> as some people might think. Um, you know, there, there's no makeup Aww. people, even in Milwaukee. Everyone does their own makeup and. You know, we're all, everyone's just people, and that's the other thing, is that, you know, at the end of the day, these right. are all moms, dads, or brothers, sisters, you know, they're just normal right. people, and, um, but yeah, when interns come in, a lot of them right away, oh, I want to be an anchor, and it's like, all right, well, slow down, you got to, <laughs> there's some other stuff you got to do first, but, um, but others, you know, right away know they want to be behind the scenes. They want to be a producer or, you know, help with the writing and, and that sort of stuff. And, and they're great. They, they help out a lot. We, we rely on our interns a lot to help us day to day. So it's cool. It's a cool 
right. cool, cool. Uh, program that we have. And I also wanted to highlight this, too, again, in case some of you didn't know, but your subtle sounds were, of course, witnessed on Saturday mornings, which is, of course, on 620 AM radio. So I had a question regarding that. In your opinion, um, is it more difficult, do you think, to hold listeners uh, on weekend versus weekday? Because you were doing Saturday morning. So sometimes I wonder, you know, it, some might say, hey, you're going to garnish more of an audience on a Saturday morning. Is that the case necessarily? Uh, no. I, I would say, I mean, <laughs> you know, and uh, I'll admit it, you know, I, I think definitely uh, they, they get a lot more listeners during the week, you know, the morning drive, people are listening. Mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely, it's different, though. You know, during the week it's more like, yeah, people on their way to work and, you know, you get them their news fast right. and, and you know, they want their traffic and all that. And I, I think they are doing traffic on the weekend even now, too, with all the construction and stuff. But, you know, weekend it's more all, you know, Mr. Fix-It and, you know, you talk, call in radio shows and it just has a more relaxed feel. Um, so I, 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 I don't know viewer listenership, uh, numbers at all, but I'm, I'm pretty sure, um, they probably have more listeners during the week, but we certainly have our, our devoted right. listeners, um, on the Saturday morning who, you know, we yeah, want to hear their, their, um, gardening tips from Brett and their, uh, fix it tips from Mr. Fix it, Tom Faza and, you know, travel show is very mm-hmm. popular with Rose, um, and then the, the finance guys. Um, so yeah, Mark and Dave. So it, it's it's really cool. I mean, they have great programming, and it, it was it's great being a part of it. Of course. Now I wanted to talk about the the top two tales, in my opinion, in terms of Stephanie's done countless numbers of stories. But the two that stuck out for me in particular would be um, the Titanic baby story. That's one. Oh. And then yeah. Harold and Hell being the other one actually the two. So I'd like okay. you to maybe just unfold some of the uniqueness of each of those epic stories. And then um, if you could, because I know this is hard too, name your number one as it relates to, heart, as far as hard value goes. I'm big on the hard value of a story. If there was one that touched you more than most, let's say. Okay. Of those two or to talk about overall? No, I mean, it's, it's really a twofold question. If you could just. Okay. Yeah, the, your number one, and then, of course, like I said, as far as the Titanic and the heroin hell, just talk a little bit about mm-hmm. those stories, because I think that, uh, well, my kid loves the Titanic, so immediately I'm like, woof, had to watch that, immediately pass it on to my son. And then the heroin hell, I have personal friends of mine that are going through that with their kids and the heroin addiction. Mm-hmm. So if you could just talk a little bit oh, about yeah. those two and then your sure. number one, that would be great. Sure, yeah, no, Titanic Baby um, was really interesting. Uh that's a couple. That's a few years ago now. So again, I may have a few of my detailed facts wrong, but basically, it was about <laughs> this uh, local woman who has ties to the Titanic. Uh, this baby that um, you know died in the Titanic, I think. Uh, but the, the shoes were found, and just a lot of history there. So yeah, we right. had to do some digging to find this woman. A yeah, first off, yeah, find where she lived, and then you know, call her and set up the interview with her. And um, actually, my colleague, Tim, did did most of the work on that one. I kind of helped um, craft it and, um, you know, get, get it on the air. But he did a great job, you know, researching and, and really finding the real story. And um, anytime we can do a piece that kind of has a history component, I think, it, you know, is, is very cool. I've done some great stories with vets. 
you know, veterans, um, which are right. always really cool. So, um, yeah, Titanic Baby, though, I, I think we, I think we won an award for that one as well. So it came together really oh, nicely. So, so yeah, that, okay. that was a good one. Um, and then Heroin Hell, that one I was, was my baby. I did basically everything oh. with that. And yeah, I mean, that, that was also right. a couple years ago now at least. And so kind of when the heroin epidemic was really just getting going and, um, yeah, found a local mom who lost her son to heroin, um, was willing to share her story with us, talked to local law enforcement, of course, about what's being done. Um, but really with that story, it was more the, the mom um, and just her personal battle and how right. she's taken her son's death to uh, now now she's becoming an advocate against heroin and um i mean it, it's tough when you go into these houses and talking you know talking to a woman who lost her son to heroin um it, it can be uncomfortable um but she you right. know it's all about making people comfortable and um you know just getting them to open up and share their story and you know she wanted to share it so you know, at, at the end of the day, that, that helps when a person wants to share their story with you. But, um, right. yeah, I mean, that, that one that one definitely sticks with me. Um, and it's just so sad. And, I, I mean, the heroin epidemic, it's still going strong, mm-hmm. and unfortunately. And uh, I also have some personal, um, you know, uh, connections to it as well. So a family member that uh, passed away from a heroin overdose and... Ah, oh, it's just it, it's heartbreaking, and it, it's ridiculous. And mm-hmm. you know, someone needs to get down. Sure. You know, you you got to get get to the dealers and you know, and, and the people who are are putting this stuff on the street. And it, it and it's tough. And we've done then a lot of stories with cops about what they're doing, and it's it's a never-ending battle. And I I feel bad for them too because they're trying. So it's uh it's tough. But, um, no, that was a really powerful story as well. And then my favorite Definitely. story ever, most heart-tugging. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I, we know it ain't going to be the one she did on me. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Online dating scam. You know, uh, that's it? One. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> no, we had, we had a good time. But, uh, I, gosh, um, I guess, well, I'd have to say. I know it's hard. Um off the top of my head, and, 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 you know, there's many, but we followed a child um, sure. who kind of is known around town, um, Jack Bartos. He um, has an IBAG Jack Foundation. He he passed away from cancer a couple years ago, and, um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, kinda, I had the honor of getting to know his family for years and talking to him over a, a few years of his battle and, um, you know, watching everything that they did to help others who are battling childhood cancer. Um, you know, sadly, that story came full circle and Jack did pass away. But um, that one, oof, that was a tough one. And and, and, and also one other one, um, Bucket List Guy, who is this guy who, uh, Eric, who had... Uh, brain cancer, um, battled it for years, and we kind of first got to know him a few years ago when he was putting together this bucket list of things that he wanted to do before, because he had terminal cancer, um, you know, before he passed away, and 
but he he kept beating the odds. Sure. I mean, doctors would give him a few months to live, and he'd be, you know, a few months would pass, he'd he'd still be going. And you know, and so so we followed him for years. He got married. He, you know, did all these great things for other people. He was working. I mean, there there were times when it was looking like he uh, you know might beat it, but he he also succumbed. Right. Um, to cancer, but I mean his story. Uh, it's just so inspirational because he never complained. I mean, we complain about so many things in life that that really are, are nothing when you see when you hear these people's stories and hear everything that they've been through. Um, yet he was such a happy, uh, positive guy, and I mean, he'd probably be the one who who sticks out the most. Um, is, is Eric, um, bucket list guy, and, and his stories are all of all course. over TMJ4. But um, uh, right, just and we got to know his wife and his family, and uh, it's just amazing their story and and how oh, I bet. how uh, the, the grace that they had in, in the face of such a horrible, horrible disease, and um, I just right. Uh, if there's ever a cure for cancer, it's going to be an amazing day. Because <laughs> it's oh, you are horrible, not lying there. Horrible disease touches everybody. It touches everyone. Yes, yes it is me personally, and, and yes, you, and exactly. I'm sure every anyone listening. Yes. Sadly, unfortunately, it's sad oh. but true. Definitely. Now, the one other story I want to talk about before I talk, I tell everybody about all these awards and all this stuff that you've done. Um, I wonder if you could give me an update on this, because you were in the news more so than I am as far as this goes, but I have a very big vested interest in this story. Um, I'm sure you've heard of Mary Knowles, a.k.a. some people used to, and I didn't, even in high school, used to say, oh, let's go to the witch's house, you know, on Fox Point. Mary Knowles' house uh-huh. that's sitting there on Beach Drive. You've heard of it before? Um, I had heard talks about how they were going to take it down, actually, or get rid of it or whatever, because I thought it was a historical landmark. And I guess I was wondering okay. if you knew anything about that, because I'm like, if they try to rid of that place, there's going to be holy hell on this show. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I got to say, I, I don't know much about that. I, I'm familiar with it and have heard heard okay. about it, but I, yeah, I okay. really don't know much about Nothing, it. I'm huh? sorry. But okay. hopefully, I mean, I'm definitely Oh, yeah, for, sure. For keeping anything historical around that we can. But, right. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. Sorry. That's why I thought sorry, I Sorry, I can't oh, give you much insight on that one. Oh, <laughs> that's all righty. Let's move along. And now this is the part where you be quiet. Now listen to this, folks. I'm going to read this off. This isn't a list, uh, you know, as far as I know, at least from my journalistic digging, et cetera, et cetera. These are all the things that I'm aware of that she has either been awarded or some form of an accolade that Stephanie's had this far. She's received the Hearst Award um, for Radio Featured Story. Um, she's gotten an Emmy for the story Puppy Mills. She has had Best Feature for Cuddle Party. Uh, Best of Milwaukee Award in 2010 by the Shepherd Express for, as Favorite Actress. Um, Best News Video for Medical Mystery uh, by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. Very recently on Milwaukee.com, had her featured in the Milwaukee um, uh, Milwaukee Talk section, excuse me. So I have a question. So those who kind of dared to dream of entering into this so-called entertainment world that we're in, um, they ad- I'm sure just by listening to this, I mean, anybody would just adore these accomplishments and think that that, your career choice kind of guarantees these endless endowments of praise and prizes and such. Kind of talk about that a little bit. If there's people that are listening, because I, I think the perception is is that if you get into some form of entertainment, people just start handing you things over time. They don't realize how much work and time and 
you know, kind of talk to people about that a little bit. I mean, I know awards mean a great deal to all of us, but at the end of the day, um, you know, mm-hmm. is is this what everybody's career looks like? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I just I can't even believe all of this. I'm I'm in awe of you Aww. just listening to that. But like I said, I, really I don't want people to think you know you, you go into something and boom, there you go. So you're very welcome. Right. I mean, you need to understand that that's a that's a sizable list, and it's not something that everyone can do. I don't think people realize that just because you get into the field doesn't mean you're guaranteed that you're going to be thrown all these awards and prizes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I mean, no, it, well, obviously, I mean, first off, it takes, you got to apply, <laughs> um, you know, as simple as that. You, right. Yeah, you don't just get, uh, you know, in in rare cases, maybe something will be picked out and be, be like, oh, wow, you know, that was an amazing story. Here, you know, here you go. But basically, you apply for this stuff. Um, I mean, there's so many people, I mean, all those awards, you know, maybe except for the actress one, but you know, all those TV ones and such, you know, had a had, had a lot of other people involved, you know, editors and photographers and other reporters and, and whatnot uh, helping me with, with the stories. So, you know, it, it's definitely a team award for, for most of that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you just kind of got to, I, I think, I think anyone can get awards if they're, you know, passionate about passionate about their work and, and put together some, some great stuff, but you also... Yeah, you kind of gotta you gotta keep you gotta keep track of what you're doing, and you know, and, and I'm I try to really you know keep tabs when I when I've done some good work, like oh you know this, uh, this I'm, I'm gonna keep right. this one around for award season. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think like any like any field, you you need to uh, yeah, it's nice to get a pat on the back, and you know, and there's nothing to be ashamed of, and you should feel. You should feel proud and uh, go for any awards that you can. But, you know, I think anyone, as long as they put their heart into it and, you know, do, do their best, you know, that they, they can be awarded right. for what they do. It's just kind of finding. And also, you know, you kind of got to seek them out a little bit too. <laughs> um, you know, and find out exactly. when these awards are out there. And, yeah, you don't, you don't just be right. handed them for the most part. But, um, but, but they are fun to get. Bingo. And, and anyone can do it. <laughs> you betcha. That's exactly the point I was trying to get at. And you've got to have good people around, well. around you. Exactly. I agree. And you have to have drive and passion. And persistence, I think, has a lot to do with it. I mean, you can't just give up just yeah. because of the first, second, third, fifth time. Yes, persistence, especially, you know, you have to just believe in yourself and get other people to believe in you. And I think it's a snowball effect. But you make it very easy, i got to tell you. Um, you just do. Uh, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But I wanted to state this. This is our last question. Um, March, of course, as you started to talk about, meant a departure from um, the station to Steinhoffels, of course, where you're switching to performing um, public relations to find furniture. So a couple questions here. First off, how sentimental and sad was your final day for you? Because I was curious how that went. Oh, it was very sad. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was hard. I've been at, I was at Channel sure. 4 for eight years, but then, you know, I've been, I've been in the business um, for almost 15. So, you know, leaving leaving it behind uh, and just all those great people, I mean, it, it, was, it was weird. It's still kind of surreal. I mean, this was only like a week ago, so, um, that I left. I know. So, um, yeah, I mean... You know, and I kind of went through, and I I made a little video of some of my favorite, you know, um, images from my time at TMJ4 because I love to take pictures. So, 
Um, sure. You know, looking at that and, and, and sharing that with some of my coworkers was tough. Because we had a lot of good times together. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I was bet. really honored when they kind of told me, you know, and my, my bosses gave the, like, the goodbye speech, you know, I kind of thought of as kind of being one of the hearts of the newsroom. And, and I always have tried to be, you know. It, it's it's, like, a, it's sure. like a family. And, and you, you really work close with these people. So, yeah, leaving was very sentimental, very sad, but... But you know, life uh, life goes on. I'm staying in the in town, so I'll still see people, and you know, I'll, I'll still hopefully kind of be around. And uh, you know, I won't be working there, but you know, I'm certainly hope I can kind of be a a resource for people if they ever have questions or want to want a story by of me. Course. You know, I'm I hopefully people still will, and um, yeah, it, it's uh, bittersweet I, yeah. because it's it was kind of time to try something new, but also very sad. But, uh, you know, I, I, the new people at, at my new um, employer, Steinhoffels, you know, seem they're very nice and eager to have me and excited, and I'm learning new new systems and new uh, new things on, you know, on the hmm. computer that I haven't ever done. So it, it's really cool. Cool. I imagine so. Now, I know you also mentioned event planning. Is that something you've done before, or is this kind of like an eventual endeavor, something down the road? Uh, I mean, I've I've event planned for some organizations that I've been part of, Milwaukee Rotaract, which is kind of like a rotary um, organization. Um, And, you know, I I did a lot of event planning kind of to a degree at PMG4 for some of our big coverage kind of live coverage events. I would be the field producer, like at Summerfest or State Fair. Okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's something I've, I have interest in. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, the go-to person even just with my friends. If we're, you know, trying to get an event together, I'm, I often am the one planning it. So I could see that being something <laughs> professionally that I do a little bit more of in the future. But, cool. but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I definitely want to keep okay. writing. You know, writing is, is probably my true passion and telling stories. I can relate. Yes, you bet. I can totally relate to that one. Okay, so we have two things we must take care of. Actually, three things, and then I will let you off the hook. Because this, this time just flew, didn't it? I say that every time I'm on the air because I'm so excited. It really about these did. People. I'm like, it just, been, it, yeah, wow. It did, doesn't it? It's, <laughs> We've been talking like, uh, let's see, uh, hour and fifteen minutes now, and it doesn't seem like that, though, does it? I mean, it, it does just, not it, seem it, like it. It flows very well. Yeah. Yeah. Great and, job. And if well, I do that, my job well, then you're comfortable. Great, that's the sign of a great interviewer. <laughs> Good job, Cindy. And yeah, I actually have to go here in you're a few so minutes because I'm oh I'm going gosh. to Abu Dhabi. I figured that's why. I know. That's why I'm like, I have to rush and get the rest of us out here. So I don't want to forget just a couple quick details. First off, I'm going to read off this stuff just in case anybody wants to find you. Let me read off everything I found. You can tell me if I missed anything. Stephanie Graham, of course, has a personal Facebook page, and she also has a LinkedIn profile. Her Twitter profile is at, and it's Steph, S-T-E-P-H-Y-G, one two four, and then of course, obviously, all the websites are as such, which is six twenty wtmj dot com, jrn dot com, wtmj or excuse me, tmj four. Uh, Solstice Theater is solsticetheater dot org, bayplayers dot com. Now, of course, steinhoffels dot com. Any other place where people can find you on social media? I think you covered most of it there. Um, Instagram, I'm on Instagram, the same uh, same handle as Twitter, oh. Steffi G124. 
Okay. I'm writing it down right now. So um, yeah, that's the big okay. one. <laughs> Wonderful. Now, two last things, and I will let you go. The first of which is this. Um, I'm wondering because you, of course, follow me just as I follow you. So my question to you is, if and when the time comes up, which should be hopefully by the end of this year, you know I'm doing four films in two years. I don't think you qualify for the female biker documentary because I didn't catch you on a Harley, so I don't think that's going to happen. But I'm doing a talent (laughs) film, a comedic film, and I'm like, I wonder if Stephanie Graham would do me the honor of being in one of my productions. I would love to. I would would love to talk to you about that, of course. Yay! That would be absolutely awesome. Yay! Wonderful. Okay, so last thing we... <laughs> I'm I know always looking for a new way to spread thing, my artistic wings. See, I knew it. I knew it. I knew I didn't have to beg too hard. Okay, the very last thing I'm going <laughs> to nope. do, which will take me less than two minutes, is this. I always get a chance to tell my guests what I think of them. So we're at the last two-minute mark here. I'm just going to tell Stephanie Graham and everybody that's listening what I think of Stephanie Graham, and then I'll let her off the hook because she has to go. Stephanie, these are my impressions of you, and hopefully if I've done my job today and if I do my job in my future of supporting you, they'll be able to see what I see, which is this. The very first time that I ever met Stephanie Graham, uh, obviously I was talking to her about something that I I am very uncomfortable about talking about, which is my own personal relationship slash romance slash dating horrors, so to speak. So then this wonderfully beautiful woman walks into my house and says to me, I'm going to talk to you about your shitty love life, so to speak. And I'm like, great, wonderful. Um, This (laughs) is what you should know about her as a journalist. She is comforting and welcoming and professional, and she is top-notch as it relates to knowing her subjects, knowing her subject matter, and covering things in a detailed fashion, even from where I stand to what I do to what you want to talk about to guiding her camera person. She is top-notch in her field as it relates to doing this, whether it be radio, whether it be television, whether it be standing in front of her cousin, her nephew, her friend, or I would guess a significant other. She pays the same amount of time and attention to the people that she loves as much as she does to her subjects, which is a testament to not only her professionalism, but also to her character. On a personal side of things, I have to say that you are gentle and you are welcoming and you are also just, you are just a modicum of niceness and politeness. I've never met a woman who just can be so nice to, I'm even guessing if you were a pseudo serial killer, she would kill you with kindness, so to speak. She has a tenacity (laughs) for every single project. I think that she is, of the little I've gotten to see of you in theater and other productions, I think you just, you bring all of you into everything you do. It's the number one reason I like to do radio. I bring some of the best of the best on here. Mm-hmm. And for you, Stephanie Graham, you are the best on camera and the best off camera. And I will be seriously pissed if you don't come back to my show and if you don't remain in my life. There's nothing else so I can keep tooting your horn professionally, personally, or otherwise. Oh, Cindy, That's thank it. you so much. I'm... I, if you could oh, see welcome. me now, I'm sure I'm turning uh, <laughs> major crimson. So much flushing. Oh, oh, that's really sweet. Goodness. I really it's appreciate all, all that. No, and and, it's I, very true. and I, I'm glad that that's how I come off because uh, at, at the end of the day, yes, you is. know, all that TV stuff and everything is, is cool, but I, I just want to be a nice person. Right. And I'm glad that that comes through. And you are. So, and, uh, and professional oh, and, you know, that we, that we made you comfortable. When we interviewed you, oh, so, definitely. Thank Without you so much. Oh, yeah. Right back at you. No this has been really, Yay, it's been really fun. So, right, you're, you're a great interviewer. Thank you so much. And I'm not just saying that. Oh, you well, said I really, really nice stuff about me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
know, right, like everything I just did. No, I have to say that, honestly, you did. Like I said, every bit of that is true. Certainly, I do hope that you and I can find each other in a room together, some because we've talked about lunch and cocktails 8,000 times, so we have to make time to right. actually do it. Let's really. do it. Definitely. Let's do some yeah. cocktails. Okay. Soon, for now sure. You need to get off. Of, <laughs> you should get off. Yes. Get a, get a hold of me on Facebook. I don't want to hold you up any longer, so I'll let you get going and get on with your day. And thank you so much, my dear, for all of the time you brought to my show today. And, and most importantly, good luck at Stein Offels. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cindy. I'm, I'm excited. Oh, and problem, good luck either. to you as well with thank all you. of your endeavors. You oh, have all no kinds kidding. of cool I'm stuff need going it. on. So <laughs> keep me posted. Yes, I do. I do. I will do that, my dear. You take care, and we'll be talking to you soon. You too. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right, dear. Bye-bye. Oh, my God, right? Is she like the modicum of just marvelous? I don't even know what else to say about this. I have to say that this, like I said, hour and 20 minutes just absolutely flew by. I do not want to forget one more time to say thank you so much to Stephanie for taking the time. Um, not only to interview me way back when and put me on television for the first time, but just being the, the gem and jewel that she is. And I and I mean that with all sincerity. One more time, I want to run through. Uh, she has a per, uh, personal Facebook page, which is Stephanie Graham, is spelled G-R-A-H-A-M. Her Twitter handle, once again, is at, and that's S-T-E-P-H-Y-G-124. She has a LinkedIn profile under her name, of course, Solstice Theater can be found at, uh, and that Solstice is spelled soul, and then S-T-I-C-E, theater being T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org. Steinhoffels.com is her current employer now, bayplayers.com. And then also for TMJ, anytime you wish to go back and check out our segments, it's either at 620TMJ dot, excuse me, try that again, 620WTMJ.com or www.jrn.com, and that's backslash TMJ4. And, of course, she has an Instagram account, same as her Twitter. Uh, As I said, it's an absolute joy and delight. Thank you so much to absolutely everybody that has supported her in all of her endeavors, and please continue to do so. Uh, Thanks, everybody listening in today or who might be listening in later. Definitely make it a point, too, if you haven't already. And then tomorrow, since Chat Corner, 1 o'clock Central Standard Time, we have returning artist, and that is a country artist, slash preacher, slash Nashville star. Any of you that watch television um, know Nashville, anybody on Wednesday night anyways, who's cool. Doug Briney has actually been on uh, Nashville as well. So I'm excited to talk to him about his new musical endeavors, about his time on Nashville, and all things country. So please tune in tomorrow, 1 o'clock Central Standard Time. See you then, folks.